Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Now, an at-home childcare plan for frontline workers, which has been introduced by the government, has been branded unworkable after a major insurer warned it will not cover COVID-19 claims. Marion Quinn is chairperson of the Association of Childhood Professionals Ireland and Marion joins me. Good morning to you, Marion. Good morning, Patricia. And you're, you're welcome. Now, leaving the insurance aside, and we'll discuss that in, in, in a moment, do you welcome this scheme? Um, we certainly welcome any scheme that's going to help um, you know, frontline healthcare workers to be able to get to work because we know that for the last eight weeks they've been hugely stressed um, you know, in trying to find childcare and, um, and also that you know, I mean, some people have had to you know, kind of take leave or not be able to, or have to work from home rather than being able to be in you know, the hospitals or care facilities. So, so definitely something is needed. And indeed, um, a, lot of our, a lot of our profession would have volunteered from the very start and uh, would have made connections with hospitals and care places so that they could could have uh, so they could volunteer in the homes um, and provide support like you know that in terms of doing it in a pers- personal capacity um, so definitely it's needed and and we're definitely you know ready and eager to help um, but it has to be a scheme that, that doesn't put a, a huge amount of risk on services absolutely so how does the scheme um, operate I mean for example your members do they volunteer to take part so um, the service the, so, so the early childhood service would have to volunteer um, so the provider would have to talk with their staff and see if any of their staff would be willing to, to volunteer under this because, I mean, some obviously will have childcare needs of their own or they'll, um, you know, it's predominantly female workforce. So um, you could have some people who are involved in their, you know, care of their of their um, their parents or, you know, kind of elderly people. Um, so whoever, if there is staff members who are able to volunteer and if the provider um, will volunteer, um, then they, they apply to go on a list. Um, and then the list is operated um, by you know department agencies, and they will connect the healthcare workers um, with the childcare staff. And it'll be obviously local childcare staff in the area. People are not going to be asked to travel. No, no, absolutely. And, and the ideal would be that um, you know when parents when um, families are connected, that they be if their child is all, was already going to a crash, that they would be connected with staff. So they know, they know, yeah, they know the staff, etc. And then the childcare worker goes into the home. To look after the child, isn't it? Yes, they do. Yes. And is it is it just for children of healthcare workers only? Well, at the moment, yes, it is for um, healthcare workers. Now they have to define what healthcare worker is, and that would be up to the HSE to do that. So it could be anybody, like I mean, it, it, medical staff, um, but it could also be um, you know uh, technicians, attendants, um, you know porters, cooks in the in the hospitals and stuff. So that'll be up to the HSE to decide what that criteria is. Uh, and then is it expected to be rolled out to other essential workers? 
Not going into the homes, no. Um, okay. Expected that in on I think June 29th, so phase three, um, that services, uh, shelter services would start opening for um, essential um, workers. Okay, we'll talk about that in, in, in a moment as well. But talk to me about the the insurance issue and in this insurance companies coming out if they don't provide cover, where does that leave this scheme? Well, yeah, huge difficulty. Now, um, the department had informed us before they announced the scheme that um, you know, that they wouldn't be able to get COVID cover, um, you know, for any COVID-related claims. Um, and we expressed our concern to the department in relation to this because obviously, um, you know, staff are going into homes, so it's you know, it's, it's mixing, um, you know, with other people. So there's a higher risk um, of getting. Uh, COVID-19 um, so the employer's role is they, they need to look after the health and well-being of their staff so they need to make sure that they are putting their staff into as safe an environment as possible so we had sought government um, you know, department indemnity um, for you know, for the providers who would sign up to the scheme and the department said that they weren't in a position to provide that indemnity so then the letter came out from the insurance broker um, last Thursday to all providers who were insured with them um, saying that they would not be able to provide the insurance um, for any COVID-related um, claims um, and that again they had sought an indemnity um, by the Department of Government uh, you know, for this service um, but again the government had said because they are private services that they would not be able to provide indemnity for them. Um, so obviously it's a huge risk for any provider to take. There was already a risk with insurance for the simple fact that these staff are going to be going into um, what we would say uncontrolled environments. So obviously, if you're in a crash, um, there's a huge amount of regulation that has to be upheld in relation to the, you know, to the premises. And um, so you, you know, you can be sure it's a relatively safe environment. Um, but going into a home, every home is so different, mm-hmm. and you know, you don't know. You, you can't do a risk assessment for for those homes. But the provider would be responsible for all that goes on in that in that home. Um, you know, with the employee and the child. Um, so that was a huge risk anyway. Um, and this this is one then that they just kind of go, hang on, you know, we're, we're leaving ourselves wide open with this. So there's, there's uh, from the people who have been talking to us, there's not a huge um, appetite or not any appetite, um, you know, to open under these uh, circumstances. Because it's due to start next Monday, isn't it? It is due to start on Monday, yes. Yeah, I mean, the applications are open. Um, the information was sent out to providers uh, last week. Um, I think that's Thursday or Friday. Um, was sent out to providers and for providers to, you know, to send in if they were interested in engaging with this. We don't know what figures in terms, if anybody did or how many did. We don't know those figures yet. Sounds to me, it sounds like a lot of work, Marion, has to be done between well, here and next and, Monday. And as well as that, like anybody who does volunteer for it, while they would have been guard vetted to be in their service, um, they will have to be re-guard vetted to go into the home. Um, so obviously that will take a couple of days as well. So, you know, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a number of, while the, while the, the you know, guard vetting could have been sorted, you know, as quick as possible, because we know the guard vetting, is, um, you know, is on standby for that. Uh, people have to have to um, volunteer first for it, and and there's just too many risks. Um, it seems. It's- and the childcare workers obviously will will be paid. Are they on COVID nineteen payments at the moment? Um, some are on COVID nineteen payments, but uh, a lot of them would also be on, um, or instead would be on the temporary wage subsidy scheme. Um, and there's a childcare version of that. Which okay. you know, 
We're having we're a problem there. Sorry, top that up. Sorry, we're just having a problem there with with, with your phone. Oh, it's it's just breaking up ever, ever ever so slightly. Sorry, just explain that again about how childcare workers are being paid at the moment. Yeah, so some some are on the COVID payment, um, and others are on the temporary wage sub- subsidy scheme, and there's a childcare ver- version of that. So it's where revenue would pay eighty five percent of the wages, and then the Department of Children and Youth Affairs would top up um, the rest up to a maximum of. Um, 585. Okay. All right. A lot of work, Marion, then to be done between here and next Monday if, if that scheme is to be up and running. And then you mentioned that it's in phase three, uh, lifting of restrictions on the 29th of June. It's the opening of creches, childminders, and preschools for children of essential workers. Mm-hmm. What's your thought, passion on that? And is the industry ready? Um, at the moment, no, because uh, there has, you know, there was no indication as to how this would happen um, in terms of what ratios, in terms of you know what would be required for social distancing purposes, in relation to obviously, you know, the services would have to open and um, with reduced numbers, and there'd be financial implications there. So at the moment, we don't have any answers for that. Um, a social group has been set up and will be meeting every week um, from tomorrow um, to and to look at internationally what is happening um, and what would need to be put in place to support services um, to be able to to open, you know, in that limited capacity, um, you know, in a way that's financially viable and it's as safe as possible for all that would be involved. Very hard to get small children to get involved in social distancing, isn't it? To keep two metres well, apart. Would, it, you see, it wouldn't happen internationally. It wouldn't be that the children would socially distance, but that it would be the groups, the, the children would be formed into small little groups in, in fresh. Okay. Um, and that those groups would be the group that would stay together at all times. So what, what would be the number of those children? It would be two, three, four. So certainly there would be mixing um, of the children, but it would be with the same children every day and it wouldn't be with a larger group um, of children. Okay, and um, then the same adults... The same adults would just work and with the same, those children. And, the same yeah. adult, and obviously then there'd be, you know, there'd be staggered drop-off times so that the parents wouldn't be, you know, with them meetings so that they'd be socially distancing as they're doing it. So, and, and obviously, you know, the hand hygiene and um, respiratory hygiene, etc. Um, so that is happening in international international countries, you know, where, where services are open and remained open through, throughout um, for essential um, staff. So obviously we're reviewing that very, very carefully and uh, seeing what would be best to implement here. And with talks of schools reopening, even though if you if you read some uh, commentators uh, today and reading over the weekend, a lot of people are saying schools won't be ready to open in September, but say that schools are ready to open in, in September. Can you see your sector, Marion, being back to where it was in September? Oh, not back, not back to where it was. I mean, unless there is a miracle cure or, you know, whatever. Or a vaccine found. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's um it's going to be definitely phased. It's going to be for, you know, essential um you know, essential requirements initially and um because again, you know, as you said, you, you can't ask children to social distance. That that's impossible um for for young children to do so. Um so it would be phased. And of course, look, you're also going to have the reality that, you know, people will have lost their jobs so there won't be as many people needing childcare either. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when uh, services do open. Uh, so there's yeah, it, it definitely won't be won't be back to where it was in September or any time close to September. I would say, um, you know, given uh, given how how you know infectious um, this virus is and how you can get flare ups again, so we have to be very careful. Okay, all right. Listen, stay safe, and married, and thank you very much for joining us on the program this morning. Okay, good morning to you. Bye bye. That is Marion Quinn, of the chairperson of the Association of Childhood Professionals Ireland, and we certainly do seem to be somewhere off getting that particular plan up and running that is due to start next Monday where you would have childcare workers 
minding the children on frontline workers but doing it in their own homes there's a, a lot of things to be decided on that between now and next Monday we'll keep a close eye on it 18 Hi this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the future isn't scary not realizing its potential however could be Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.